strength that comes from you. Lord, I just pray, Lord God, the peace that goes beyond understanding. Lord, we lift these needs that are upon these pages here today. Lord, the physical, the emotional, the relational, the financial needs, Lord, I pray that you would meet and intervene. Lord, reveal yourself in a mighty way that they may know who you are and, Lord God, who they are in you. Lord, I pray, Father God, for our family members, Lord, in this congregation that are battling cancer. I pray, Father, that you would bring healing, knowing cancer is defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, meet every physical need tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And, Father, we thank you. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Take your Bibles with me, if you will. Let's go over to first. Let's go over to John 1, John 1. As you're turning in your Bibles there tonight, let me, let me remind you that Friday night, we're going to begin uh, revival services with Dean and Patty Love, and we are excited about that. I hope you're getting excited. Okay, the eight or nine of you, we're going to be here. We're going to get the rest excited. Praise God. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. And so come out, bring somebody. You will not be disappointed. I believe God is going to do some, some awesome things. We have passed out at our food bank. We passed out flowers of invitation. We gave invitation at the consulate. Now, Saturday, if you would like to help us, we're going to meet here at 10, come in the side door, and we're going to, depending on how many people show up, we've got a little gift that we're going to give out to folks, but we're going to go to, uh, we're going to divide and conquer. Some of us going to big Walmart, some of us going to little Walmart, some of us going to Brookshire's. And uh, we're going to invite folks to the house of God. Amen? So I want you to come out if you want to be a part of that. Uh, also, there's going to be an outreach, Burgers and Bibles. Uh, Bibles and Burgers is going to be this Saturday from noon to 3. And they're going to be at J. Lou Park uh, this go-around. And remember, uh, pick up a flyer out back. Uh, Cheryl and the Hebron House are, are raising uh, funds and donations. And so you'll see all the personal items that they give out. Uh, back there and that will conclude on Sunday so if you have your Bibles there with me let's go to the Lord once more in prayer father we love you and we just thank you Lord for your mercy Holy Spirit I need you tonight I need the power of your presence I need the revelation of the word I pray father that your will and your way will be accomplished here tonight speak to our hearts Lord in Jesus Jesus mighty name we pray amen Last few Wednesday nights, we've been covering a, a topic that uh, I kind of stumbled into, but about the time I get ready to close it up, something else comes up. And so I just keep unfolding and unfolding, and I think it's something that's so natural to you and I, we don't always recognize it. We don't always recognize it because we have grown up uh, with ourselves. And you would think we would know ourselves better than we do know ourselves. Sometimes ourselves lead us astray. Uh, sometimes we, uh, we want to go, we should be going right, and instead we're going left. And we're, we're, we're falling into to ditches and holes and traps, and, and, and we're blaming circumstances, and we're looking around us, and we're trying to find the, the evil that's guiding us. And what we don't understand is that many times we're just self-sabotaging. We're, we're doing it to ourselves with our self-talk. And we are finding out that it originates from that alienated mind that we, but the Lord has not given us an alienated mind. He's given us the aligned mind with his will and his purpose. 
and we're putting tools in our toolbox so that when we find ourselves in those places where we're talking to ourselves with that negative self-talk, you can call it meditation, whatever you want to call it, but we can all admit there are times where those thoughts come to us, may be precipitated by uh, experiences that we're having, uh, trials that we're going through, the, uh, the sorrow and the grief that maybe we're experiencing, and then all of a sudden the voices come in saying that God's mad at us, that, that the Lord has forsaken us, that, that all this gloom and despair is, is here for our destruction. But what we come to realize is those voices coming from those storms and those trials and those furnaces, uh, that's not the voice of God. We've got to listen to the voice of God. We've got to turn back to the Lord. And so with that, I'm going to, ask to and as we found out last week, revelation that the Lord had given me is that emotions are not our enemy. Satan and sin, that's our enemy. But the emotions are not our enemy. Do we need to be led by our emotions? No. But those emotions should guide us back to Christ. Whether it's sorrow, I go back to Christ. If I'm in grief, I go to Christ. If I have failed and I feel that, uh, that regret, what do I do with that? I don't blame others, I don't run from it, and I don't hide from it, I take it to Christ. And that's where the victory's at, it's in Christ. And so tonight I wanna, if the Lord wills, and we're gonna finish this tonight, but I want you to look in John 1, John 1. As we put another tool in our toolbox, as we face this self-talk, we want to make sure it's spirit talk. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were created through Him, the Word, and without the Word, nothing was created that was created. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. And the light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Now, as we look at this tonight, I want you to notice there, verse, verse 4. In him, in Christ Jesus, was life, and his very life is the light of man. We're going to expound upon that a little bit here tonight. As we look here, what we see that in the beginning, in fact, before the beginning began, there was the beginner. Before start started, there was the starter. Amen? Christ Jesus was here long before. I'm glad that when John, in John's gospel, in John's good news, as he is sharing, unlike Matthew, Mark, Luke, he is sharing the beginning all the way before the beginning. He, he's starting at, at Genesis, and he's, he's showing us, Genesis 1, he's showing us before the world ever came into existence, before time ever started, before the temporal. How many of you know what the temporal is? The temporal, if you can see it, touch it, you're sitting on it right now. If you can see it, that is the temporal. Before the temporal was the eternal, was the unseen. And see, he's showing us that, that God came and he was the word. Now understand, we, we many times pro profess that this book is the word of God. Yes, it's the written word. But how many know that the word was in existence before 
the word. Amen? We'll get into that a little deeper. The word, Jesus. Jesus came to bring light into this darkened world. That light was his life. I want to illustrate that. And some of you may not have known, but before I went into the ministry, I, I was an electrician. In fact, I worked, uh, I got an electrical degree, and as my pastor was asking me one day, as I stepped in a position of youth pastor, uh, he was asking me about electrical question, and I told him I didn't know. He said, well, I thought you were an electrician. I said, well, I, I am, I'm just not a very good one. That's why the Lord called me in the ministry. I can get by. Just teasing. Now, man, understand this, man's discovery is God's creation. Electricity is the source of our light in this room today. Amen? We, we see that. And so I, I'd like to just maybe draw back from, from, from my, my education on electricity just to give you just another avenue. Open up maybe your heart to see and Pastor Angel appreciate that because he was an electrician before he came into uh, full-time ministry. But electricity has been here from the very creation. Amen? It, it's been here. Now, we see it in nature. We, we know we have it in our bodies. Electrical impulses that take place. It's in nature. It's in some of those of you that are in medical science. You understand that. We see that. But see, electricity has been here. We have it in nature. Science began to, to harness electricity around the 1700s. Everybody remember the illustration, the great kite flight of Benjamin Franklin? Long about 1747, if my history is right. He's holding his kite up there, and he's wanting to show that static electricity was the same as the as electricity, uh, uh, the the lightning during a storm. And he and his son talked his son into doing this. Was sitting in a shed, and had the uh, a key. You you know you learned it, you saw it, and 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 and, and those illustrations there. In order to discover that lightning and static electricity was the same, but he didn't harness it. In fact, there was a man by the name of, of scientist, an Italian scientist by the name of Volta, Volta, that came up with the first, uh, first battery. He created the first battery and began in the late 1800s to begin to harness electricity. And there were those uh, scientists, Volta and Ohms and different ones. It wasn't any one person. That, that came up with the theories, but Ohms was, was one of the ones that came up with the formulas for electricity. Now, I hope I don't bore you with this. And we're going to stay to the basics. Okay? But Ohms came up with the... Volta came up with the formula that power equals voltage times current. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And then Ohms came along and he added the fact that you got to take in the resistance as well. And so when you're talking about electricity, you, you, when you create circuits, you want to make sure that 
whenever you've you got the power source and then you've got the, the, the proper voltage and you've got the current running through the, and through, the, uh, through the circuit and you take into account the resistance that takes place in order for the output to produce the power desired. See, if I walked over and I flipped that switch off, what happens? The light goes off. Why? Because the circuit is broken. But when I close that switch, now the power that's coming into it by the voltage, the voltage is the force. There's power that comes from the transformer, comes into the house, but it's the voltage that pushes the electricity through the line. Now the electricity that flows through that circuit is called the current. And what it pushes against is the resistance. So we've got the power, that's the power source. And then we've got the, the voltage, which is the force that pushes it, pushes electricity. And then we have the current. And that's what flows through the circuit. And all of that was well and good, but it was Thomas Edison that came along after following the studies of about 20 other inventors at the same approximate time and for several decades. He came up with the light bulbs that we see today and so he is accredited to commercializing the the light bulb and so with all this power what good's the power if you don't have a if you don't have a, a use for it well I just love to get shocked every time I go to the amen, amen. I, I just love to I love to go fishing we won't talk about Andrew's childhood but anyway you used to call it telephoning. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you don't, don't, don't bother. They would telephone. They would crank it and they put probes in there. Okay, kids, get out of the water. Everybody get out of the water. And they put two little probes in the, in the water and they'd crank it and it'd be electrical pulse and it, it would stun the fish and they would float to the top. They would gather them up and say, okay, kids, y'all can go back to fishing. Go back to swimming. Totally illegal. Don't do it, okay? You police officers in here, arrest her. Anyway, she didn't do it, but her, her parents. So where are we going with this? Let's bring some, I'd like to bring some spiritual analogy to the laws of nature that were discovered. See, those laws existed before electricity existed. Man's discoveries are God's creation. So there's, a, there's a laws that govern or just define electricity. Now, how are we going to do this? We, let's start with the power source. Two verses that I want to read to you in Romans 1 and 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the, for the Greek. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
So when we talk about when Paul speaks to the church at Rome, when he speaks to the church at Corinth, and he talks about the power source that we have, what fuels us in order that we may illuminate, it is the completed work of Christ. The completed work of Christ is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That very gospel is the message of the cross, tells us that my sins have been forgiven. That the enemy that controlled me has now been subjugated to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now I am in relationship with my Heavenly Father, with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. I have stepped into the perichoresis because now I'm in the relationship with the Trinity because God became human, rose, lived human, died human, rose human, ascended to the, to the right hand of the Father and is every bit God, don't mistake, he is every bit God but he is every bit human. And now we have been brought into that fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, what is the voltage in my life? What is the force that brings forth life that illuminates to man? Hold that thought. We're going to get him in just a moment. But the force that causes the flow, which is the current, the force is my belief my faith in the completed work of Jesus Christ. See, you've got to have voltage. It comes from the power source. You get a voltage times current equals power. You've got to have the force in order to have the flow. And I'm not going to have the flow, which is the Holy Spirit. He's not going to flow in my life if I don't have the force of the knowledge of the completed work in Christ. So the power is the message of the cross, the completed work. God has to tell us it's finished. What need be done has been done. It's complete. That's the good news. Now, what we see in that is now my willingness to apply the revelation of that knowledge is the force that will allow the Spirit to flow in my life. And what resists the resistance is the misunderstanding that leads to unbelief about who the Father really is, who the Son, what the Son has really accomplished, and who really lives on the inside of us. Do you see it? I know it's a, some of, some of you are hung up in like, voltage, what is voltage? But see, the, it's, Jesus, the Word of God says here, by John, he said that it's his life. It's his life that causes the light to shine 
in the darkened understanding of humanity. There were those who sat in darkness, and there was a great light that came. What darkness were they setting in? They were setting in the darkness of the tyranny of the enemy, of the tyranny of sin, of the tyranny of, of self-destructive behavior. Because they couldn't conquer sin, they couldn't conquer self, they couldn't conquer Satan. And so they're sitting in the darkness until the light, which was the life of Jesus Christ. Oh, it's good news, church. It's good news that he came with his life. He now reveals the light. What do we, what are we the recipients of? We should have the circuit on, amen? The, the switch of faith ought to, ought to flip on to the power source of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And with that power source, there needs to be a force of belief in the completed work. And when we get to the force of the completed work of Christ, now we've got the flow, the current of the Holy Spirit. If I said it one time, my instructors told me a thousand times, current follows the path of least resistance. The current, which in my analogy, I won't blame God for this, in my analogy, is the spirit, and it follows the path of least resistance. He's not afraid of the resistance, but he's in partnership with you and I. And I don't know about you, if that resistance is my misunderstanding, then I want revelation so I can understand. I don't want. I, I love you, and I thank God for you, but I don't want just man's interpretation of the Word of God. I want the Spirit to teach me His Word. I, I want to know, Lord, what do you say in your Word? And now, Lord, I, I don't want to talk about what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what you want to talk about. I, I want to listen to your voice and not the voices that are around me. We understand that there is an intensity of the volume of voices that are out there today. Some we trust and some we do not. But there is a whole lot of noise. We need to get church to that place where we can be attuned to that small, still, unwavering peace affording, guiding voice of the Spirit of God. He said to, he said to the prophet, I'm not in the destruction, but you can hear my voice. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the fire. I'm not in the wind. But where I'm at, I've always been. I am here in the midst of your circumstance, and you can still hear my voice. Revelation and understanding. The resistance, church, of the resistance it's not someone else it's here and here the resi my your victory my victory is not been given to someone else 
I don't for a moment want you to believe that I don't empathize with where you came from. I do. I do. But the Lord showed me early on in my Christian walk. He said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now, he was speaking that to Joshua, Yeshua. We understand he's speaking that to Jesus, but he wasn't just speaking it to Jesus. He was speaking it to us because he knew Jesus was going to live in our heart by the Holy Spirit. In other words, what he's saying is, I didn't leave your destiny, your victory, your, the power in somebody else's hands. I didn't leave that. You're, you're not called into the kingdom of God to blame others for the reason why you can't find victory. You, didn't, you aren't called to be a, a, a thermometer in a room. You're called to be a thermostat. You're called to come in in your workplace and set the tone. You're called in your family to set the tone. You're called in your home, fathers and mothers, to set the tone that you're in charge and that God has called you to be the light uh, first in your home in your Jerusalem uh, and now at your workplace in our city in Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world Leonard Ravenhill said this the light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home let's be a witness in our house let's be a witness to our children let's be a witness to our family let's tell them the good news Jesus has done it all. He is taking care of it. Now walk in the light of his word. But see, the resistance is when I don't understand who I am. See, when Jesus came, he came to reveal the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Let me tell you, there's been a defamation. There's been an attack against our Father. It, it, it's been in the world and it's been amped up in these days that we're living the total opposition of who the father really is you see Jesus said I, I've come and, and there is a misnomer in the, in, the world, in the world system and unfortunately in many churches today that God the father was so angry with man that he came just to whip the snot out of his son so that you and I could come back into relationship with this angry, petulant father. That's not the case. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I only do what the Father shows me. So the Father's the one that showed him the woman at the well caught in adultery. Go and sin no more. The Father's the one that showed him when the, he was riding in the dirt when they brought the woman caught in adultery. He said, go, sin no more. It was the, the father that showed him how to raise the dead and how to heal the sick and how to cleanse the lepers. It was the father will that none should perish but everyone to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's good news. So John begins here. See, that resistance is not knowing. Let us just do what John starts us out with here. In the beginning was the Word. What would your situation be if you started with the Word? Now, the Word is the Logos. It, it, is, it, it means logical. It, that word Logos means a, a word being the expression of a thought. It is the preeminently used of Christ 
as the expressing the thoughts of the Father to you and I. It's reason, it's, it's logic, it's, it's why would a heavenly Father who is absolutely perfect, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, allow His Son to come to this earth to die for a wretched sinner such as I? There's only one logical solution, one logical answer to that question. It is because God is a God of love. Oh, preacher, don't get so far on that lovey side, lovey-dovey, that you leave the wrath out. Let me tell you, the wrath of God is aimed against everything that violates the image of the Father to you and you to the Father. Let me tell you, the, the, the wrath of God is pointed toward uh, those that are, that are opposed to the love of the Father. But let me tell you, there will be a choice made by every individual that comes who has consciousness of mind. And you can choose to accept the love of God or you can choose to walk away from the sacrifice that was given. There's only one of two destinations that you will find yourself, either in a loving relationship with the Heavenly Father and the Son and the Spirit, or there will be a damnable torment for all of eternity and there will be no coming back. There will be no purgatory you're gone, you're gone. When you leave this life, we are eternal beings having a temporal experience. But I want my temporal experience to glorify the Son and bring honor to the Father. And I can't do it. But if I believe he's already done it, it's a force that rises up in me that allows the resistance not to push against the flow of the Holy Spirit. And now, any electricians in the house? Any shade tree electricians? You know what happens? I'm going to tell you what happens. When you take 240 volts and you hook it up to a 120 ceiling fan. You go overseas, wife had one of those fancy straightener things. Remember the straightener things? The hair curler? The cheese, back when the cheese were the most God. I want to ask you right now, the situation you're do not fault yourself in this moment if you're feeling that. I just want to give you another option. Why don't we just begin with the Word? Why don't we just begin with the Logos? Why don't we just say, Lord, I believe what your Word says. Now, it may take you a day or two. It may take you a month or two. It may take a little bit of time to operate and go through and even sometimes just figuring out what the emotions are. Going from the numb to the, to the going from the hurt and the sorrow and the regret and then all of a sudden moving into a place where you start to, you just like, your, your emotions just shut down. And then you're in a place where you're just like numb because you can't take anymore. Then we need to move and those emotions start rising up in us. What are we going to do with them? 
going to do what we talked about last week. We're going to bring them before the light of the Logos of God's Word. And though I may feel faithless in that moment, the Word of God tells me that He remains faithful. So I'm just going to keep standing on His faithfulness. Anybody ever found themselves in that low, dark valley where you just thought, man, there's no way out of this. There's just no way out of this. You feel emotionally drained, and you're just, you've had all you can take, and you're there. Let me just give you a, something that I promise you it works for me, and if it works for me, it'll work for anybody. Why? Because it's the Word of God. The Bible says to enter his gates with thanksgiving. You know what the gateway to the entrance of God in your emotions? Thanksgiving. Lord, I'm thankful. Thankful I'm not dead. I'm thankful that I'm just I'm just thankful that whatever. start Lord I'm thankful for my salvation Lord I'm thankful for my awareness I'm thankful that you came and you lived and you walked and you died I'm thankful Lord that you didn't leave me when you could have and when you probably should have God I thank you for my children I thank you for my babies I thank you for my grandmother I thank you for ministry. I thank you for opportunity. I thank you, Lord God, for bringing me and entrusting me to be a part of the church, of the last day church, Lord. I just thank you, Lord God, that you've entrusted the harvest to us. Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, you didn't let the rocks cry out in my place. Oh, God, I just want to thank you, Lord God, for the air that I'm breathing. I thank you, Lord God, that I couldn't read, but now I can read. I didn't know, but now I know that you are real and that you're Spirit fills me. And then, Lord, the work is complete. See, so what happens, what happens when you take the Thanksgiving, it opens that gate, and you come on into the courts, and you just can't get into the courts without some praise. Or you start praising the Lord for not just what he's done, but who he is and who he is in you and the relationship you have with him. And oh, oh, lo and behold, you enter into his presence, and in his presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Oh, and it just gets better. And at his right hand, where's Jesus right now? At the right hand. Is he trying to convince the Father that we're worthy? No. He's trying to convince us that the work is complete. He's just echoing the voice of the Father to you and I. See, because Jesus came not only to reveal the Father, he came to reveal us. Do you realize God created you? He created humanity. The human project is his idea. It's his idea. Wasn't mine. Wasn't your mama's and daddy's. Wasn't your people. Some of you in here have been told that you were a mistake. Maybe in the eyes of your natural biological parents, but you are not a mistake to God. You may have been told that you are useless and no good, and maybe you are to them, but you're not to your heavenly father. You wouldn't be here. 
See, I was born into a place, was it nature or nurture? Yes and yes. The nature of my folks wasn't always righteous. They had some good qualities somewhere in there. I'm not trying to speak ill of my parents. I'm just telling you, I came from a, from a family that didn't have the revelation of Jesus Christ's completed work. And I would be right there with them without that revelation. You would be right there with any other person on, the, in this, on this planet that are outside the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and not in covenant with him. We're, we're, the, well, he makes us special because we are special in his eyes and he wants for all of us to have the knowledge of the completed work and I believe the Father and the Son and the Spirit are excited about the church of the last day I believe we need the, the revelation that has been stored up for the church right now I believe with every problem God has a greater answer with every issue God has a greater resolve with every force that comes against us he has a greater force in opposition to that one coming against us see I might have been born in a family whose propensities were self-destructive or alcoholism and suicide and depression it wasn't just a nature issue it was a Nurture, nurture was taught how to drink, how to smoke, how to self-destruct. It was in my nature, and it was nurtured until, until I stepped in, I saw the life of Jesus Christ. And the light began to shine. And all of a sudden, my darkened understanding was illuminated. And that, oh yeah, that self-sabotaging self-talk will try to creep back in. But let me tell you, I, I, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm on a journey and I'm learning. I'm learning that I'm not going to resist the flow of the Holy Spirit, that everything I have has been gifted to me by God the Father. I've, I've won the lottery. Anybody been signing up for the HGTV dream home? <laughs> Come on, be honest. I'm going to use it for missions. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun if you can stand the 400,000 emails you get as a result of that. It's just fun, okay? What if? What if? Who knows? <laughs> but let me tell you, when you come into Christ Jesus, you've already... better than the lottery it's your inheritance it's your inheritance hear me and I'm going to close with this I've got so much more I guess we'll have to carry over next Wednesday but it's funny how the Lord will speak to you and then you'll read it in print as he has spoken it to someone else the Lord intimately shares his gifts of life with people, creating each in his image, which gives all the capacity 
to know his eternal life. That's in the strongest concordance when we're talking about life. Zoe, life. It's an abundant life. It's a real and a tangible life. And that life is the light of men. That light is the life, is the light of men. See, you're the light bulb. You're God's light bulb in the world. It's time we complete we complete the circus, the circuit. The circuit. Some of you thought you just stepped in here watching a circus. No! The circuit. Complete the circuit of turning the switch of faith that connects you to the power of God. And let the reality of the revelation of who Christ is be the force that causes the spirit to flow in your life and push out all of the resistance of the misunderstanding of who he is and know who you are. See, Jesus came to reveal the Father, but he also came to reveal the true us. He's not the example for us. He's the example of us. Created in his image. He's not trying to convince the Father to not wipe you out. The Father and the Son are in agreement over the whole plan. It was their plan. He's trying to convince us that we are created in his image. Now live as children, not as slaves, but as children, not as beggars, but as inherited children in the kingdom of God. When I didn't understand that and I allowed my beginnings because death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. A good man out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good and evil man out of his the evil treasures of his heart bring forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks I want the abundance of my heart to be in the word whatever information we allow in here in formation we allow in forms us did you get it it's the end for me. Try again. That's <laughs> the best I had. <laughs> Information in us is what forms us. Allow the Word of God to be what forms you into the image of God. If you can't find victory with all of the theories that are out there today, stop listening to them. Go back to the Word. If politics drives you insane, then I believe we need, to, we need to vote morality, we need to vote righteousness, and I am all for voting. We have the privilege and the opportunity as a community and a society to vote, and I encourage you to vote, and I vote 
according to those that I believe that are closest to the biblical standard that, that, that I believe in. But let me tell you, my confidence is not in the political party. The hope that we have is beyond this world. And his name is Jesus. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What I know to be true is that there is a day of harvest that we have been privileged to step into. That, oh, yes, there's an antichrist system and an antichrist spirit that denies the relationship between the Father and the Son, denies that Jesus Christ is flesh and uh, that became in the flesh and denies uh, that he was the Messiah, the, the one who rose uh, from the dead and brings the anointed. There is an, an anti-anointing spirit, an anti-empowering spirit in our land today. But when John wrote that in 1 John, uh, he concluded with uh, greater he was talking about the antichrist spirit that we are facing today he was talking about those that are in opposition to the church not just in that day but today and he concludes with this greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world father we come before the throne of grace tonight Lord, and we have the assurance that your word is truth. And Lord God, that we find help in time of need. Father, I pray tonight that, Lord, that there will be such a revelation, Lord God, and an understanding, Lord, that causes such a force in us to understand it's not about our goodness, Lord God. It is about the goodness that you have bestowed within us causes the flow of your spirit Lord though there are those in our world in our surrounding in our sphere of influence that are tragically broken would you stand with me tonight I didn't know how for sure the Lord wanted to finish this let's start with this let's start with coming against those voices that are telling us everything that contradicts the word. How about if we just start there? And then let's proceed from there in this, this time, okay? Father, we pray for, we speak liberty and freedom over the mind. We take authority over every darkened spirit, darkened understanding, Lord, every darkened thought, Lord, we bring it into captivity of the Lord. We bring it under captivity. We lead it as a prisoner before you and say, you have no right to my thought life and you are subjugated by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and I take authority over you and over my mind and over my thought. Lord, you did not give us a spirit of fear, of timidity, but of love and of power and of a disciplined mind. Lord, we, have, we can discipline our mind, Lord God. Lord, we're not blaming others. We're not running from our feelings, Lord God. We're not hiding from them. Lord, we're bringing them 
out in the open. And Lord, we just thank you for them right now. We just want to thank you for them right now, Lord God, because they led us back to you. And Lord God, that thanksgiving leads us into praise. That praise leads us into the fullness of joy, Lord God, only to discover that you're right there at the right hand of the Father. Lord God, Lord, trying to convince us that we are who you made us to be. And Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord God. And Lord, we're not going to let the self-sabotaging thoughts destroy the plans and purposes that you have. We're going to be brave enough to believe that it's for us and that, Lord, we have authority over our own mind. And if you're struggling with that right now, I just want to encourage you, let, let every situation, when the conversation goes the wrong way, bring it back to the Word. Bring it back to the Word. Maybe you only have one scripture. It's all right. Stand on that. You can stand on that stone and every storm in hell can come and you'll still be standing as long as you're standing on that word. Father, I thank you, Lord God. Now, I want you to pray right now for the brokenness that's going to walk into this house Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning and Sunday night. That the Holy Spirit will use us and draw people to this house I want to encourage you for the next three or four or five days I want you to be in intercession just take time out of your day and cry out to God and ask the Lord for his burden for the harvest Father in the name of Jesus we come before you Lord Lord we can get so clouded in our thoughts and our mind and our busyness and our day and Lord God we can lose sight Father God with all the Lord, the, the flood of information and the things that are out there, Lord God, that we can lose sight of our real purpose, Lord God. And Father, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would, Lord, reach ahead, go ahead. Lord, I believe that every effort, Lord God, will be worth, Lord God, the one, if the one, Father God, will turn to you. Father, we ask, oh God, that you would lead us to the one and that the one would come in here and that, Lord God, the brokenness and the despair, Father God, would be, would be, would be healed and they would find their completeness in you and they would walk out of here different, Lord God, and the light would come on in them because they know the life is real and that the life is abundant and the life is the very force, almighty oh God, that, Lord, causes the, Lord God, the, the, the understanding, Lord God, of who you you are was completed on Calvary Lord God let us hear Lord God in our spirit let them hear in their heart that sin is no more it is finished at the cross Lord we pray father for the healing Lord God of physical bodies of marriages of hearts and homes young people to the elderly Lord let there be a touch of heaven Lord in this house in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Could you be seated just for a minute? I don't want to thank God for our media folks that, are, that help us out here. If you bring that up. Tonight, our mission's emphasis is on light for the lost. Dan Kirsten, a friend of mine, he works in the national office, and he coordinates all the videos and things that come out for light for the lost. Light for the lost is a, is a program where the uh, buy materials and printed materials and Bibles and such that send to the missionaries. But incredible thing in the story, and it was just kind of tied into this message tonight, that gentleman in the middle, they are in a village there that's mentioned that 
uh, Minam, I think is the way to pronounce that, in India. And in that village, for centuries, they have worshipped a monkey god, demonism, and all of those things. This man in the middle, with I believe the, 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 one of the guys on the side, came to the meeting where the missionary had gotten permission to go in and to share the Jesus film. And this guy shows up with his gang of thugs and they walk in there with their sticks and chains and bats and they're going to disrupt the meeting, possibly harm the missionary. But they started the film and he heard the name Jesus. And he said it was like, it, he was stunned. This is the true story, just happened not, not long ago. This man here, he said when he heard the name Jesus, it was as if a light came on in him. He walked in the front at the time of the altar. Everybody knew him in that village, hundreds of people that are there, and he declared that he was a child of God. So, those other four men right there, he personally led them to the Lord. Dan said that he would walk down the street and people would come out of the village greeting him and he was such an evangelist that everywhere they went someone was accrediting their salvation to that man who came when the light, uh, light of Jesus Christ came on inside of him. One of these gentlemen here was abusive to his wife, was sitting on a, on a street corner after he had had an altercation with his wife, and he's sitting out there contemplating suicide because he didn't want to live that way anymore. This man walks by and just says the name of Jesus. And that man testified, the light came on. The other two men on the side here, they were the town drunks, known throughout the town as the town drunks. They were just sponging off of people and filling themselves with alcohol and destruction and they he came by and said in the name of Jesus and the light shone in their darkened place so when we give to missions we're just spreading the light amen stand if you will and we'll close tonight father we pray a blessing over this offering tonight, Lord, that's going to go to the furtherance of the light in our darkened world. And, Lord, we just believe that, Lord, just like those that we prayed for last week, Lord God, that, that are being rescued out of sex trafficking, just like we prayed for the missionaries that are in those areas of sensitive countries, Lord, we pray, Father. For, Lord God, our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord God, in countries such as India, Lord God, that are facing centuries upon centuries, Lord God, of worship, Lord God, that is not that is bringing continual darkness. We pray that the light of the life of Jesus Christ will be illuminated. And, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, because the gospel can only go, Lord God, as the messengers are sent. And I pray your blessing, Father God, upon this house. Let our light shine brighter so, so that it can shine further in the world we live in Jesus name God bless we'll see you back Friday night 7 o'clock be in prayer thank you for your attention thank you for coming amen be blessed God bless you